You're listening to Almost Diplomatic, DC-based podcast that discusses geopolitics, national security, a whole bunch of nonsense over beers. And as a disclaimer, the views and comments made during this episode are those of the participants and do not represent any entity that they volunteer with or are employed by. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 50 of Almost Diplomatic. I'm your host, Ryan Young, and joining me this evening is... Robert Thomas. Kevin Truitt, Lex Cardone, and we're recording on November twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. So we're back, episode fifty. Finally, got all four of us together. I feel like it's been a long time. The stars have aligned, <laughs> and we've all come together. Yes, but anyway, we're speak- as you can probably see and read by the description of this episode. We're doing Star Wars again. Um, again, yeah. It's like, oh no, so sad. We've only been doing it for a long time. <laughs> <Fucking> nerds. <laughs> I mean. Yes. At least it's not with another IPA. So. Oh, yeah. We'll <laughs> Just get... a good farm boy beer. <laughs> you guys don't like Imperial Spoiler Pale <laughs> Ales? Uh, uh, that would have been good, too. Yeah, damn but... it. Well, next time. God fucking damn it. <laughs> it's just like, take note, Imperial. But um, we'll get to the beers in a second. But essentially, we're going to talk about the end of the you know, fall of the Empire and rise of the New Republic and kind of like the, the, the changes you'll see in government and all the issues that have come, up, come apart. Everyone's like, okay... There's a new republic. Everything should be good from now on. Yay! Turns out that wasn't true. <laughs> Disney wanted to make three more movies. Yes, but whatever. It's not the point. Also, the rep- there are no happy endings in geopolitics. Yeah, true. It's all about the republic credits. Yeah. Either either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become an emperor. <laughs> if you're, if I you're was going to say live long enough to see, see yourself selling lots of action figures, but or death sticks. <laughs> I mean, that would be the, the difference. Depends that, on how bad they. They're already is. they're already selling that at Galaxy Edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> want to buy some death sticks? All right. So we don't want to sell me death sticks, Kevin. <laughs> we're drinking, I don't want your death sticks. <laughs> we're drinking Licking Hole Creek Craft Breweries Rosemary Saison Virginia Farmhouse Ale. A good local farmhouse beer for the farm boy that was Luke Skywalker. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, up to your blue milk standards. Oh, teeny. Hey, that was good. <laughs> um, yeah, that's... Um, I, think it's, I think it's just because I don't like Saison's, but... You don't like Saison's? Mm. No. Really? No. Saison's are great. I mean, you say that. I say that because I'm right. Ryan only good. likes things that are as bitter as his soul. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And it's like, you're entitled to your opinion even though you're wrong. I think it's not bad, but I don't know if the... You don't like the little after aroma? I like the rosemary? I, like, you don't... Ro- it's not as strong as I thought it would be. It's not like supposed to be. It's a farmhouse sale. Yeah, but... <laughs> He's just so used to whatever I would do what we drink on here. Yeah. I mean, it's the right. 12% IPAs. That double imperial stout. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what do we want to rank this guy? What's it out of? It's five. five. Three. 2.5. <laughs> I would say three. Man, remember that one time where someone else got the beer for the episode? Yeah, it was not good. Wasn't I it? mean, it's no whale testicle beer. <laughs> <coughs> it never will be. <laughs> you think they have giant whales in space? I mean, <laughs> they do, actually. They actually do. And I yeah, I'm sure there's... No, I know. Is, they, it, they, is it canon, though, or is this yeah, no longer canon? canon. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's canon. I just... Uh, space whales they, are now a thing. They have, they have an actual name. I can't remember what it's actually called. Mm-hmm. Space whales. Yeah. But anyway, right. getting to what we're actually talking about tonight. 
So, you know, Return of the Jedi happens, and the second Death Star, which is a brilliant, um, you know, tactical move to build another one of those. Brilliant. Defense <laughs> lobbyists are very reliable. <laughs> I, I want to make a, a quick point about the Battle of Endor. Uh, okay. Many stupid decisions. First of all, the Emperor didn't send most of the fleet there. It was a small force to defend the battle station, which was guarded by a shield generator on the planet. And also he was doing his little battle meditation thing. So once he died, like the whole the whole fleet fell apart. No one could focus anymore. I think um, the battle meditations might be legends you know, well, at this point. But yes. Yeah. But still, it was a I'm also pretty sure that Kevin just had like a stock rant about the Battle of Endor that he wanted to launch into. I've been, I've been watching <laughs> He's been thinking about this for hours today. <laughs> no, so for years. YouTube Year, videos on yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, He's been right. battle meditating about this battle meditation. <laughs> battle yeah, <laughs> meditation section. Yeah, because it's just like, this is, how, this is when we should lure them in. There's a lot of big holes in the Death Star. They tried through a little porthole last time. There's, you know, it's maybe we should finish it first. Well, they didn't. I mean, it would have been fine if hey. Space v, or Teddy Bear Viet Cong didn't schedule. come into <laughs> come into play. Like every defense yeah. attack was yeah. Yeah, over there. It would have been fine if the Ewoks didn't decide that, or like, to why didn't they, like, go native. To, why didn't they? Just, I know, why didn't they just genocide the Ewoks earlier? <laughs> They're yeah. just little teddy bears. What do you well, they were. Yeah, then they got clubbed to death. Just yeah. like. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from there. Yeah, so... <laughs> Whatever that was. So it's like, it's it's really when a lot of things kicked off, because it wasn't like the end of the Empire didn't die of Palpatine necessarily. It was just like kind of like that crippling move that kind of pushed into the, the decline that it that it turned into. Well, I think one of the reasons that the collapse happened so quickly is because, I mean, the Emperor was like the consolidated center of power, and really other than that... The system was a piece of shit. Yeah, he he, no. he had ultra authoritarianism. Yeah, well, he his entire plan was to live forever, and there was no. I mean, it's not like Vader was the deputy or the next. There was no heir apparent. It was just him. Well, and so I think this is a good point, though, to think about the fact that not all authoritarian governments are equivalent. I mean, you can look at two in the real world today. People's Republic of China and Syria. Both are authoritarian governments that are prone to being violently repressive against dissidents, but one has an institutional structure that, as much as Xi Jinping may have consolidated power, is yeah. designed to keep chugging along regardless of what happens to any one person. Whereas Syria, what happens with Assad gone? I was going to say same thing as what happens with the empire. Well, yeah. The system well, is built kid. around the person too much. At least historically, that's been the case. We'll see what happens after Xi Jinping in China. But well, <laughs> look at like Turkey. Erdogan has no successor really. It's just like he's like the future. Well, he's got his idiot son-in-law who's yeah, wrecking yeah. wrecking the Turkish lira <laughs> as we speak. Uh, well, you know, yeah, it happens. But, yeah, but yeah, I mean, that was. I feel like that was what people said about Hafez al-Assad in Syria. Because his, uh, what was it, his his son... The good one. He wrapped it, uh, the good one, who was more of an Uday Hussein, Uday Hussein good one. But he wrapped his uh, sports car around a telephone pole. And then his optometrist son comes in and continues the legacy of yeah, I mean, brutality was... and savagery. So, you know. But you, I think the point is, there is, is that it, it yeah. all still relies <laughs> on succession of an individual role. Yeah. Right. Versus the institutions having their own kind of sticking power which is kind of the issue we saw in 
both republics, I feel like. Both the old and, republic and the new republic. And I think we talked about the emperor or the empire a bit in the lost Star Wars episode that isn't going to air. Um, <laughs> but essentially, you know, this whole system... Too hot for just, just lift through the veil, Kevin. The, <laughs> boom. Uh, just like the Death Star, just blew it up. Um, it, the, the empire, it was very personalist, you know, built around the emperor. And, like, no one could kind of build their own way with the exception of maybe admiral thrawn and so you really end up having all these incompetent boobs um, yeah it was it was just mm-hmm. he, he he liked yes men a lot and then like having vader's is like his personal thug mm-hmm. who he's like who had no real yeah. brilliance it's kind of just like yes vader break things and you know it's it's there's no way to run a government because eventually it kind of like degraded i mean he had this fine grand army of the republic and then it's like turned to what it was at the end which is kind of you know Stormtroopers can't hit shit. Yeah, it was like very kind of second tier in certain degrees. There's actually a really, really funny uh, moment in um, Star Wars Rebels where they like have some of like the old clones like fighting against the stormtroopers. They're like, these guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> like their they blasters suck, shit. their armors suck, they can't hit shit. Like, <laughs> can't see anything yeah. in this helmet. Their rifle great, skills are pretty weak. Great retcon, but neither here nor there. Yeah, it, 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 it's, you know, Palpatine dies, Vader dies. Um, they're kind of like, okay, well, a bunch of the admirals fled to it, like, kind of around it, rendezvous point, and kind of went from the process of doing it, which the contingency plan, which is, is in, uh, Cinder? Cinder yeah, right? yeah, Operation, yeah, Operation Cinder. Cinder, yeah, that's in, um, the Battlefront 2 video game, which is, like, gr- actually, it's a great story. Like, you get a chance to, like, watch it, just watch the, the cutscenes on uh, YouTube, it's pretty phenomenal, and then, um... Oh, fighter for an evil empire, finds out that Emperor Bad... T- Joins good guys. Yeah, I kind of, yeah, you kind of ruin it when you say it like that. But <coughs> it's kind of no, the, the takeaway, but like, yeah. well, it was like she was all about the empire. Then she's like, yeah, but the empire is good. Then it's like, oh, we're burning our own planet to kind of send a message because, like, c- spoiler, the contingency plan is essentially Palpatine's like, well, if I die, the empire shouldn't live without me. What a fuck so, Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like okay, burn everything away, um, kill the planets that were super loyal to me, and then. Kill the other planets too. Yeah, and then battle with Jakku. I hate the new canon so much. That doesn't make any sense. You're any saying level. that as like, though there aren't several heads of state and government in the world today who wouldn't think the same way I if mean, they could do it. it. It like, I mean, that's just real life. We can we can write a better better ending than that. Usually, <laughs> we if can write better than real yeah, life. Come on, we can do we can normally do that. Right? <laughs> I, I suspect they're gonna try to play some sort of like twist related to that in the new movie, but I have no. Yeah, because like the, the whole point of contingency was to was one to wipe out the old. Like, Jackie was supposed to blow up all the shit. They're like they're, most of their ships above it, so like wipe out the imperial military and then like all the remnants that are already ordered away, like in the unknown regions, which he spent years building shipyards, supplying it. So build it, ready for the first order to come. Like, can we can set up? Go can ahead. we question like why did you spend so long building a contingency plan if your plan was not to die? Ever. Well, maybe in the new movie we'll see that. Why would you so. not have a contingency plan for uh, your uh, primary uh, plan? Not uh, like maybe, maybe uh, he's still alive. He's you spent all the time having military built for him. Yeah, it's true. We just saw him fall down a hole and blow up. Supposedly yeah. blow up. It's like Darth Maul fell down a big hole, cut in half. And he survived. That is true. <laughs> like, oh. and then you, with you, weird robot there, spider legs. Yeah, there's 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 spoilers. I don't care. You, if you're listening to this, you're. You if know, you watched Solo, if you're still if alive. If you're listening to this, you're already screwed yeah. at multiple yeah. levels. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> if, if you've watched Solo, you're like, why the fuck is he alive? If you've watched all of the other shows, you're like, oh, okay. That all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very much, you got to watch everything. you got to ingest like yeah. the books, the anime, TV it's shows, the live action stuff. It's not so much a timeline as a 
kind of squiggly line. All you ever, over the you place. ever think like Darth Maul, like Maul, like very like not crazy, like oh, like I'm gonna make a really interesting name. No, his brother Savage Oppressed, spelled Savage Oppressed. Like, <laughs> all right, yeah, I get it. All right, yeah, dark side, kill people. It's a family thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, shitty names. <laughs> but, but anyway, so that's when the, that's kind of started the ball rolling for First Order to come back, and then during that period, you know, the New Republic gets formed, and they're like, "Guys, we won! Time to like, you know, like, you know, uh, free the universe, free, yeah. free the galaxy." And as soon as to... as soon as our big bad goes away, our big unifying factor, which is something you see in contemporary times and historical times in in the real world, um, as soon as that big enemy goes away, you get everyone kind of going their separate ways. Um, based on religion, politics, sectarianism, whatever you want to call it, and it's the same thing. Same thing happens in the Star Wars universe. Very soon after Endor, right? Yeah, like, yeah. This isn't it, something yeah. that if, if it, takes a while. Yeah, the, the Galactic Civil War technically rides out another year. That's uh, it's amazing that they re retconned it so that it's only a year. Yeah, well, that's what Star Wars does best. They retcon <laughs> their mistakes. But <laughs> it's the Disney way. It is the Disney way. Oh, this is the way. Oh, Jesus Christ, we're going to change all this. Get your ass out of here. This is the way. This is the, the truth and the this way. This is the way. <laughs> some goddamn money. Oh. Anywho. Uh, yeah, yeah but, uh, Mike Bonamotha's first thing as like new chancellor was to put in their Military Disarmament Act, which... It's was, always a good idea. Yeah, after, yeah after right after. It was more like, like Moron Mothma, am I right? That am was... Right? Cut that. No, no. <laughs> oh, he, my he, God. No, he no really, soak it up. Just experience it. He, that was so bad. No, he has to leave the shame. Let's, it's like Alderaan. Hashtag never forget. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the demilitariz- demilitarization act. Military disarmament act. No, whatever. Ninety percent. Yeah. Want to cut All right. We're gonna get <laughs> rid of the military. Like a good, it was a good little um, alternative to the military creation act that created the Grand Army of the Republican. And let's let's right? not forget yeah. that that Mon Mothma was also a senator when the Republic became the Empire. And so she also may be forgetting the fact that the fact that Republic just happened to have a magical army of clones appear right when they were about to get their ass kicked by the Separatists, which had their own army, and the Republic didn't. She did a politician thing. She's like, I'm going to close the book on this chapter of my legacy, <laughs> and then I'm going to write my own autobiography and well, yeah. sell it on Amazon. <laughs> Space Amazon. Well, I think, she, I mean, she, she opposed the Military Creation Act heavily, and then she was like, yeah. she was very much like a pacifist until, like, you know, she's like, I guess I'm going to join this whole rebellion thing, because like, it's the only way, only act, the last uh, option but it was her first thing was like okay no more military and like that's obviously is too much too much god because i think her her main idea behind it was that she doesn't want them to be the new empire well to be fair the existence of the military was the big kind of focus point and that's kind of the reason why the empire emerged if there wasn't that there wouldn't have been an empire so it's very easy to say oh that was overreaching and that was stupid in hindsight but um, if you come from that world, you see that, you know, a giant military is a bad thing in the wrong hands. And clearly, you know, the divisions were beginning even before the empire, before the emperor died. So, but the, it's also true more broadly that right hands are wrong hands. History is full of examples. We're having large standing yeah. militaries yeah, and the industrial base oriented around them can have certain distorting effects on a domestic political order very easily yeah Mm. and so you end up with this dilemma of so what happens when you face genuine external security threats and you're having to balance 
the external threat versus the internal threat that can be posed to your the things you value in your own society by orienting your society and your government too much around confronting the external threat. Yeah, the idea that, I mean, it's almost counterintuitive having having a bigger standing military and having more security, uh, a bigger security apparatus would seem like it would be something that would be better for society and better for stability, better for, you know, popular, un- like tamping down on popular unrest. Mm. But this often <laughs> has the adverse effect as we see in our own time and we see in the Star Wars, like the Tarkin Doctrine. We see yeah. that emerging and we see more security creating bigger security challenges. The Tarkin Doctrine as in ultimate fear, like military first, big guns, big armies, big... Build Death Star. Big, build Death Star. <laughs> Death Star, fear. kill planet. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. don't really have a policy. We'll just use fear to tamp down people. Yeah, it was like a... It was a, you know, we kill enough people and everybody else the is best, like, I don't the, want to get The killed. best line in Star Wars was, the more the, t- the more you tighten your fist, Grand Moff Tarkin, the more star systems will slip through your fingers. You know, that's actually, she, right. you know, she got it right yeah. and she knew it. And he, yeah, yeah the, destroy the, the, well, the Death Star Destroy Order was like a huge fuck up for them just because like, there's so many Imperials that like left to go join the rebellion after they're like, okay, this was too far. Well, Other shit was, was okay. <laughs> that was the kind of flag waving, remember the main type moment. Yeah remember pearl harbor but but there was the the, uh that was building up for years and years before the empire that they didn't just start with blowing up alderaan they were i mean suppressing dissent in every which way yeah it's like before the chain of escalation i mean like most most vicious totalitarian systems don't go from zero miles an hour to 100 miles an hour in two seconds they escalate their their brutality and their control yeah. over time. It wasn't like they were, you know, tough but fair until Alderaan. They, uh, yeah, it, it was, was, yeah, it was yeah. Con- continued worsening. What well, was like right. the the Hannah Arendt thing, you know, banality of evil or whatever? Where, well, so the I, so the idea of the banality of evil. You literally have for a... like maybe imperial functionaries, yeah, who yeah. were just. Part quote unquote machine. doing their job you have an evil wizard on the top of your government that's not banality <laughs> well, <laughs> well, but, good good but i mean you you look at not just the emperor but other high level officials like tarkin you had a whole cast of malicious aggressively authoritarian personalities who were constantly kind of pushing to a, a to see what they could get away with and b to increasingly frantically put out fires that were popping up as a result of that. And at the same time, though, there were benefits that go on with that increased centralization, (coughs) that increased, you know, trade routes were much safer, I'm sure, during the Empire era than in a lot of, like, especially at the end of the Old Republic. But there's kind of this continual push between popular sovereignty, freedom, everything, and safety that exists both in our time and in the Star Wars time. So which emerged um, the populist versus centrist, which essentially um, it comes from the book uh, Star Wars Bloodline, which is essentially all about Leia. And this is about six years before Force Awakens. It's, it's written by uh, Claudia Gray, and I highly recommend you read it. If not, there's a good Wikipedia page that kind of sums up everything that's happening. Only six years? Yeah. What happened in the last 24 years? Or like 20 years? I mean, it was, it was just degrading to where it was. And basically the point of the... The book is that it's showing like okay this the senate just is just deadlocked nothing could ever get done 
the Chancellor has no real power to change or do anything, so it's kind of just, it's a pointless body of people hanging they, out. They kind of, they kind of took the, the they overlearned the lessons of the Empire and underlearned the lessons of why the Empire was created in the first place. You know, because the Republic, as it previously existed, was not a good, not a good role model, but... Obviously, people like Von Mothma looked back and, you know, had this, like, rosy-eyed view compared with the Empire. Well, it really comes down to <coughs> the people you have running the system. I mean, this this kind of battle between, um, you know, liberty and security, it goes back and forth. It's and that, it's really, it's do we have yeah. wise people running the show well, I mean, I think or not? I, I almost think it's more but of it's, a structural issue. What's the two? The <coughs> yeah, two are both part. parts of the equation. I mean, the quality of of leadership and the structure of institutions uh-huh. interact in important, either mutually reinforcing or mutually destabilizing ways in any political system. There, you can't abstract one yeah, from yeah. the other. Yeah. So we're talking about the, the two parties: the centrists, which are essentially all about law and order. Planet should you know, stop complaining. They for, for more central uh, authority and larger military and control of the economy and trade and such. The populists are kind of more libertarian in some ways, but that's even very broad in that sense. And it's like for about full sovereignty. They and, were they weren't even libertarian so much as just not in favor of centralization power. of power yeah, in the it. in the republic itself. There was enough they, diversity. Beyond that, they were just a big tent. I mean, of, yeah, they kind of want to do things on their yes. own, but still, we still have a senate for some reason. Yeah, like, it would be like the but UN. There was enough. They were both big tent or kind of coalition. Oh yeah, populists. Yeah. I mean, you had uh, you had populists who were more of a let every everyone vote no matter what kind of thing you know direct yeah, democracy like across pe- trillions yeah, of beings. yeah the actual people not and you people had more i guess establishment populists that would be like let's keep things going but let's make sure that every system has their own separate government and yeah. local self-rule yeah individual and the same lines, thing exists with this with the um centrists. the centrists yeah they had their, the big slur against them was, oh, you're all just imperial sympathizers and everything. Um, and the fact of the matter, that wasn't true for the most part. There was a sliver of that faction that were actual imperial sympathizers. But the broad, you know, broad strokes, they admired certain aspects of centralization, which the Empire to... was clear. You know, that was the example. But well, one of the things that, that's noteworthy there is the danger of letting extremists stay under your tent or right. in your coalition they're very because useful because you have certain certain points in common mm-hmm. but if there's this 10% of what they believe that is actively <laughs> evil and destructive but yes. that's the base rob <laughs> yeah and play to your base. so go so many dumpster fires of contemporary politics. Yeah. But uh, I, well, I think the other thing is I'm going to interrupt Ryan. Um, is like yeah, fuck you too, um, <laughs> Ryan. Man, you, you have to remember that this the Republic he's wanted on twelve systems. <laughs> Did you know that? I'll I didn't be careful. Know that. <laughs> You'll be dead. <laughs> Okay. Um, so cool. yeah, no, well, I think the other thing is you have to remember is yeah, like the newer the thing is the new republic is replacing the empire, right? Essentially, a lot of people, you know, there. This is it's not like you're taking a you're moving to a whole new place and getting rid of all the people who did support the empire. You have to kind of 
deal with the fact that there are people that still exist that were either pro-empire or at least lived a good life, particularly in the core worlds, you know, under the empire. They never really, they, they didn't personally deal with the same kind of issues that like people in the rebellion even did. And the only thing they ever really had interaction <coughs> with that would be like, you know, like, you know, people like Saul Guerrero going and blowing up civilian populations in the core worlds. That's really their interaction of the whole war was terrorism from partisans and like the, the well, extremists. An extremist, yeah. yeah, yeah, from the extremist portions of the rebellion. But yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it's one of those things. There were also people who were conveniently not subjected to slavery, violent yeah. reprisals, or yeah. these other things. Genocide, the planetary did. genocide, yeah, things it, like that. It's also, right. and it's like, oh yeah, the empire's actually really fucked up. Still, it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it would be, it would be the equivalent of. You know, being a law-abiding middle-class German from Berlin. I was gonna say, yeah. After after the yeah. Nazis were pushed and from were, power, things were... might have looked pretty normal in your neighborhood if you didn't know anyone who was part of no, any oh. of the wide range of populations who were being slaughtered. Oh, oh the, you're... the government gave me a, a brand new apartment in the center of Berlin. Oh, this was an old, you know, the Jew, the a Jewish family oh, lived here, old. kind of thing, you know. <laughs> before they were pushed out yeah well, so, well that's that's the thing is like i mean it's actually a pretty good comparison but you know we did have to like after second world war you know they can't just like kill all the germans I mean, we killed a lot of them but couldn't kill all well they did do can't a, hang all of them we only hung the worst the, an extensive campaign of denot that, that's the yeah. denazification parallel was like, there like de-imperialization de-imperialization de-bathification maybe they had, maybe yeah. maybe yeah. canon which really played out very differently yeah denazification and de-bathification yeah. one was one, one worked very, out well, very one, different one in lots also, of ways and, yeah and, and, and to be i mean denazification had a much more i mean rose tinted glasses but we let a lot of people through the net because we needed bureaucrats we needed administrators we needed the trains we needed, to work we needed German rockets. We needed all kinds of good stuff. We, that, needed, we needed to fight um, the goddamn commies. We needed, exactly. We needed NASA. Um, so that, yeah. And we tried <laughs> to recreate it uh, word for word in, in Iraq, and it didn't work as well. But Well, in, yeah. in Iraq, we also kind of purged everyone who'd ever had anything to yeah, do who with have the bath any party. Kind of go- any so everybody who was the government. Yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. we didn't have people running mm-hmm. post offices and, and garbage, roads. garbage trucks of, and doing everything. Yeah, it yeah. was... But then you would have had the issue of, I mean, oh, this person presided over some mid-level function that led to, you know, the imp- like the massacre of the Jawas. southern Iraqi. Sh- I was going to say southern Iraqi Shias. But uh, I mean, either way, like, obviously there are huge moral, strategic and political complexities mm-hmm. to what you do in the aftermath of a vicious autocratic regime being brought down and there's no one for one comparison based on any historical situation any timeline yeah and there there's there's never been a case where that's happened and we've said oh there was a perfect way to fix it and someone succeeded in doing that i mean it's always messy and highly individually specific to those circumstances yeah and people give a lot of credit to what the americans did in Korea and Japan after the war and it took many decades of dictatorship in Korea before I mean and and before that happened there was a massive economic boom so it's not it's not that liberal politics and liberal economics go together I mean there there was they were under a dictatorship for years and Japan we we was... forgave a lot that was 
done by the Japanese government in yeah. order, and and that led in part to this massive post-war economic boom. Yeah, there. I mean, so I, it's yeah. Yeah, I mean, for the lot part, it's kind of like I feel like the the galactic economic galactic economy is kind of just stagnant at this point because there's not really you know there's not much free the trade isn't very well regulated from the central because no one wants to do it there's no there's also issues of piracy and car, and cartels because there's no real military there's the Repu- republic yeah. military is like a token military it's, very it's cheaper to pay off the gangs than to kind of yeah and and that's that's one of my biggest like re- i read the book i like think one of my biggest critiques was that you know the the populists argue okay like what Every planet should handle their own security stuff. It's like, if your planet's broke as hell because it's still putting itself back together after you know the Civil War, even 20-some-odd years later, they can't pay for their own military. They, like, Ryloth couldn't protect, to protect themselves. But then, and then they, so they couldn't get Ryloth help from... Is who? Is that Twi'leks? Homeworld? Oh. And they couldn't Where really... Twi'leks? The ones with the tail fingers. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, so it's like... Do you even Star Wars, bro? <laughs> No one starts with Star Wars like Kevin, though. <laughs> with his canned <laughs> rants pre-planned on Victor's yeah. Let me tell you about the Battle of Ventor, folks. Uh, Worst battle. Goddamn teddy bear Viet Cong. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that was like, one, that was like my biggest argument. It was the kind of the populace. Like, oh, you know, it's fine. If you have the world, you know, has money, you're doing okay. But if you can't deal with them, and the Republic has no real, their militaries you know yeah not we, built for that and we shit on Sagarera and his partisans but a lot of these people kind of came from the backwaters of the outer oh, yeah and it wasn't like i mean yeah they they went to extremes but like what option did they have it didn't start maintain... out as extremes no but like what yeah. what option did they have to maintain any sort of level of dignity or there was no oh, options whatsoever well, that's, what, that's what i mean like it didn't there. yeah like, like, no, i agree yeah. with you because it, it didn't start it, it's like okay you progress like this is what we have to do to kind of make stuff happen or at least yeah. get noticed when fighting conventionally doesn't work in a lot of ways so not against the empire not against the empire especially at its height well, yeah which literally yeah. designed yeah. its strategy on like iron fist they're, they're ready yeah. to fight they're ready to fight another war for, like a pure actor and they which was stupid <laughs> but anyway. one of the classic modern definitions of a state from weber is an entity that has a monopoly on the legitimate use of force in a given territory and the fact of the matter is that in a lot of the situations in the star wars universe even during the empire you don't actually have that in practice no you have you have environments that are less along that description and more along the lines of like the hobbesian state of nature of war of all against all and that continues up through the Civil War and then into the New Republic and to the, yeah. the more recent movies where you have all of these kinds of Wild West-esque environments where there just is no agreed-upon authority that tamps down on violence between yeah. people. The and blaster. so you have all kinds of incentives for escalation in that space. They subcontract to Space Blackwater. AKA the huts, AKA the car, the, the spice traders, AKA the bounty Man, hunters, the men. Yeah. No, every, there's not like a, <coughs> it's cheaper in a lot of ways to, you know, fund your own groups. And it really does come across like we're the Mandalorian. It's, it's a, basically a 
shot-for-shot remake of a Wild West bounty hunter movie. Yeah. Um, from the class, it, it was almost spaghetti westerny. Um, in terms of yeah, yeah it's just like that's, that's the yeah it's <laughs> yeah we I live by the gun I die by the gun that kind of thing yeah and then and that was kind of their strategy of you know constant te- like perpetual tension in the outer rim territories so yeah, yeah it, it's just you know it's it just shows how the kind of galaxy went to crap without the empire and as like as, as people and even at the height of the was, empire yeah it was even at already the, crap yeah. in a lot of those places at yeah. the height of the empire. yeah but I guess what it, it's like even people Corellia, which isn't even uh, a well, yeah, that was just poor. I mean, yeah, but you see, you see, like the corruption, oh, yeah. endemic, like you know, the main characters hanging out in a gang, like stealing shit. Yeah, Han Solo was a thug, and a thug lad, <laughs> no, smuggler, <laughs> nerf herder. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, like, kind of, I don't know. What's 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 the more of the pros and cons of each party? I suppose because each has like their values to them. I think the populists, the pro, the con, well, I mean, the cons easy. It's like, oh, you know, like getting rid of all of this like military strength or any sort of like security structure kind of creates a vacuum. That like the the thing in the Mandalorian is like, he's like, oh, why don't you report, go to the core worlds and report them to the New Republic? He's like, that's a joke <laughs> because the New Republic, at least where the this show takes place, and this is only like five years after the Battle of Endor, I think, or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah, it's a joke already. Like, just took over. Already a joke. Maybe he's just not a snitch, though. Snitches get stitches. Mm. The, Empire, the Empire genocided his people. So that I doesn't just... mean you have to have loyalty to the New Republic. Oh, um, yeah. No, I mean, honestly, yeah. yeah. Probably wants to kill them himself. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so yeah, that's the one of the takeaways. And the centrists are just like, you know, they want, you know, a central authority, but that's just scary to everyone because it's like too empire-like. It's too new, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this, this is twenty some odd well, years. Too familiar. Like, but uh, but but now. I mean, you know, all, a lot of the politicians, if not all, well, yeah, twenty years later, all the politicians are actually. Empire. Well, most of them probably oppose the empire. No, actually, like, um, it's the thing is like much, um, like, in the book they kind of indicate like most of the people are kind of younger now, so most like don't really remember too much. If they do, it's like it's like trauma. Like, there's people who like who are traumatized by the empire, and there's people who weren't. So it's kind of like varying people like oh like you know the good old days of the, you know the the um, the alliance rebel alliance and all that kind of stuff remember the, the remember nine eleven crowd versus the born after nine eleven crowd yeah so the tie pot eating people yeah. mm, yummy that sticks that was a weird transition that's there what, that's what no that's what young people are they just eat fucking tie pods they're stupid tie pods and jewels <laughs> bird even jewels you bait so um, I have one thing we could do I could have a, I have a my plan for the new empire. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, you ready for this? Yeah, Stage one, Ryan becomes galactic <laughs> emperor. Shocker. No one would have predicted that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did. Yes. So, first, reinstallation of Grand Moffs. But, like, they must be, like, no, no, no. It must be elected or selected by the like, region that they control. So, it's like, so whatever regional governor now gets promoted to being Grand Moff. And then they have. So they just maybe just they just con- they immediately bribe to control their local system party systems. They gerrymander the shit out of the, the electoral districts. What about a and they, division of powers between different? Brands? Well, I mean, it's also no. They, there's the patronage system comes into play. They, you know, all the judicial appointees point to them. 
Ryan didn't even get to finish step one before Lex yeah. is over. Yeah. Um, Lex is like... You know, well, guess what? I mean, also... Well, it's also... Well, it's also why the, the fucking goddamn central government should be doing more to maintain that's like, you know... It, it, there's there's fewer moths. They there's, can keep track of like, yeah. okay, so, if you're bullshit or you're not. So do we need more central government, though? Because even in the highly centralized empire era, they still had this kind of systemic... Well, that's also like, because they, they aroused, issue. you know, yeah. issues with... Because they're they were too heavy handed. So the problem I think with the New Republic is they were so hands off that you know they created a vacuum and in a vacuum like that, yeah they're gun shy. They, yeah they they, they they you know scalped off you know ninety percent of their military force and with what was left it was really not even enough to add like an additional layer of security and so it allowed someone like the, new, the first order to emerge you know thirty years later and be like haha we have a military and the New Republic's like oh shit. Oh, space moon lasers. Even though they were led by space mouth breathers like General Hux. Like Daywalkers. <laughs> Gingers. And and you know, spa- another space wizard. Just just yeah. randomly there. Yeah. Yeah, that that still is really stupid. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, we we can. We're talking in universe. Yeah, we can start at some point. We talk about like twenty minute clip of just making fun of the new movies, but like. Okay, so you know, but it'd be, it'd be something that's still like, overseen, but like the Senate still exists. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Senate's going away. It's just like another, I kind of thing to kind of deal with local issues more. It's like the UN. Yeah, so like, it's like it's like a regional official for like you know for Africa, like North America, and South Africa, something like that. Like maybe maybe if you know the regional like the senator from the country, the planet that is genociding its people, wants to invite the New Republic to intervene, then he will. But. Probably not because he's from the the because he's the one genociding, genociding his people. own planet. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and but then there's a hmm. strong strong navy and marine corps, no army, so no occupying kind of troops that will be stationed on planets. So just a little Praetorian guard of. I mean, not a little. I mean, it's just, and a sizable <laughs> enough, and then like autonomous force, essentially, like they can like just go between wherever they want. They're highly monitored, and like you know, we have to report to the Senate. Mm-hmm. Mobile forces, not garrisons. So yeah. Jedi. No, I get to <laughs> No, Jedi. Well, they tried that. So, and, yeah, civil- and then Luke almost yeah. killed his... Christ, no. We- well, this is another episode. We talk about the Jedi leadership. <laughs> Fucking joke. Uh, civilian-led military. Droids aren't people. <laughs> death penalty for slavery. Death penalty for piracy. Death to all Sith. Death to all Sith. No yeah. one knows who the Sith are. Well, the I mean, Sith if, if, if they pop, they pop up, that. you find them, then you kill them. Whatever. Term limits for Chancellor, obviously. Yeah, that's easy. Uh, and then no Jedi Order. Yeah. Don't 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 ban them, but don't supply them. Well, I mean, they don't never pay for their do fucking we tax bills. the Jedi Temple. No, that's no. They can no state Jedi order. order. Yeah. Well, they were also. I mean, they're a weird spot where it was like a balance between, or like not a balance, but like they were part of the Republic, but also like you know not accountable really. Kind of did their own thing. Well, that how, kind of how like many a Praetorian Guard with laser light swords. So how many how many Jedi became Sith? Answers, especially in the old Republic, a lot. Yeah. And then Dooku, and then Vader. Dooku. All the Inquisitors were Jedi. So we just go after the Force wherever we find it. Yeah. No, uh, the of the potential to go dark. No, not even that. Just mark we don't we don't pay for it though. We're not going to fund. They're not going to have their giant te- temple and get everything paid for them. Not going to get funded by. Mm, so that's actually that's act- that poses an interesting question. I don't know if we really want to get into here, but if you don't co-opt the jedi like a jedi order or some equivalent like force users in the state you run the risk of 
sort of a Jedi-like or Sith-like organization forming outside of the state, which could potentially challenge well, the state. Because why does the Jedi Order have any specific loyalty to the Republic, so to speak? Why Why are they... I mean, it, it, it seems like it would be just along... It would be... It would go along just democracy. as well with the Jedi Creed, but, but they, they don't worship democracy. They worship the Force. So why wouldn't it be... It would be... They would be just as Jedi to say, hey, we're the enlightened aristocracy here we should run things well luckily for we the have, benefit of everyone well luckily we have a big strong military that can kill all the jedi if they get out of hand yeah but then you have a big strong military that anyone who's in charge of says all right i am the captain now hmm. do what i say do, do what i say i mean it's but then what you have no military then the jedi take over or someone else takes over the first order comes back and kills the entire military because their military was a joke like what's happening now space moon lasers shut up <laughs> space moon lasers yeah so there's no perfect system but it's like it's better like having more central power is better than being the populist view of just having like nothing which is why it's been stagnant for years and there's just deadlock nothing gets done there's no security or you just let every system take care of their own business and you get a low level of conflict but well, between first, each systems but, but then you start seeing system the more powerful systems take over well, other they, systems then you have a well your neighbors are so weak and they start their <coughs> refugees and other issues start spreading to your countries your neighbors countries to your to your planets and your systems yeah i mean i think the the issue is you make it so weak or they made it so weak that it created a vacuum but it never i guess it never got to the extent where you had you know, one system, you know, start taking control and then like, oh, I'm actually going to challenge the Republic because now I have enough. But it seems like you have these galaxy-wide governments that there's so much chaos and mess. Why not, like, break that up a bit? And in terms, so like you have system-wide governments, planetary-wide governments. Like, why is that inherently more destructive or violent than a galaxy-wide government that can be benevolent or it can flip the switch to being a dictatorship where whole planets get wiped out in genocide. Well, it worked out really well for the Roman Empire. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of civil wars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you look at the... Why not just evolve? I mean, the Republic lasted for a thousand years before it fell apart. Solid. I mean, it was useless a it lot of It lasted, time. but yeah. how would you say, you know... I, I don't think it was a constant level of liberty, equality, and justice for all. No, it was a liberty, equality, and justice I mean, for some. Because, I mean, it was really like well, the UN, but like governing... But I mean, the the question is, of course, why not? What's the best? Government? Not what's the perfect solution. The question is, what's the least bad option? What's best for the most people? There's always going to be fighting. There's always going to be conflict. How oh. do we minimize that to the lowest extreme? First, central authority, <laughs> empire, central authority. But then you get the Wookies getting wiped out and. Who doesn't mm. love the Wookiees? Well, that's why you enshrine your Constitution equal rights to Wookiees. Yeah, but that's how long people pay mm. attention to the Constitution. I mean... Until you have um, galactic Twitter. Then it goes out the window. Galactic Twitter and, oh, there's, you know, conflict diamonds. or Well, they had the kyber crystals. Yeah. But, um, I mean, they have the hollow net, which is... But, like, but, <laughs> But the, Save the Republic. <laughs> Save the dream. <laughs> Borkalitz. Yeah. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker. Randomly in what? the movie. Dude. Torture. Torture as fuck. Borkalitz will tell us if you are lying. It's not the line, but whatever. It's not the line close enough. Well, that was literally the dumb... Anyway. That was the most yeah. pointless... Literally the most pointless shit I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. It's like he used like a, a weird space squid to 
torture him. They have to appeal to, like, I don't know, some, like, audience's tentacle porn fetish. God damn it, Kevin. Anyway, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it is the Star Wars universe, so there are a lot of weird shit. Tentacles. <laughs> sure. Sure. We didn't need to go in that direction. We didn't. Maybe we should just cut that. Yeah, well, we'll see. No, but we, went there. <laughs> we went there. We're solidifying it. Oh, God. It's... Any last <laughs> 30... <laughs> All right, well, bum, you know, bum, bum, any bum, final bum, thoughts? <laughs> actual <laughs> actual final thoughts, not three-minute rants. <coughs> Looking at you, well, Rob. <laughs> I think... I'm, Rob only speaks in three-minute rants, so how is he supposed to... I don't know. That's that a question? lie. Sometimes they're five-minute <laughs> Sometimes rants. They're five Sometimes minutes. they go on for hours. Oh, nothing oh, great. Uh, so I think, I think the biggest issue is you end up with a security dilemma that the... Uh, First Order takes advantage of and the New Republic kind of is like sitting on their hands even though it's very clear to anyone who's not covering you know sticking their head in the sand the you know the sand of Tatooine or wherever else um, that uh, yeah that's a bad joke um, that the, the First Order is emerging and they have a strong military like even if they're not directly attacking you yet you know maybe you should start up arming and that's where you end up with the resistance but they're like I would even talk their about own them. thing. I know, yeah, right. Because like that's like it's like it's really fun out. Like the book kind of illustrates like Leia was. I'm doing my last little rant for, it, but it's like she essentially just was decided. Well, the Republic kind of sucks at doing this shit, so I'm gonna make my own paramilitary force and fight the first order. They like own. they like essentially started like a Blackwater, but for like that seems their own cause. very destabilizing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the, that's the Sorry, problem with Leia. New. Yeah, the, the, I love you. This, but this, it was already unstable. The, yeah. the fact that the New Republic first allowed a group like the resistance to form and also like couldn't do anything about it and or like look the other way on it it's kind of like a, we're gonna have this plausible yeah, deniability like, of course the first order will want to strike we don't back we them. don't have a military force so like some of us are gonna wink wink nudge nudge that this like n- this non-accountable military force is founded by you know the daughter of darth vader Oh, how about that? Yeah. Why wouldn't why wouldn't the first order want to strike back at an obvious proxy? I mean, but the, the, but the new republic. republic should, I mean, should also let's be like, real. They're Nazis. They were always going to be <laughs> Nazis. Yeah. But they got gifted this perfect excuse to. But like, I don't. The new I don't think they relied on like okay. public opinion support to destroy lots well, of planets. So so when the resistance was actually made, they didn't know the first order existed. It was just a deal of like you know. You know, pirates, cartels. Really? Yeah. I thought they found it as a, a explicit. No, no, no. Like, the, the, like, like read Bloodlines. It's awesome. Like, and then she's like, "Well, they didn't know. They kind of like they're like maybe something's bigger than this this paramilitary force they kind of screwed off with, but they're like, eh, we don't know yet." And then like a year, I think it's like a year or two they kind of figure out like, "Oh, the first order is a thing." Well, because the first order is also manipulating things behind the scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. It was there's like, a lot going on. It was it was basically not able to do anything about it uh, about you know security problems. So what happens when you don't have any strong security? Or a strong central system. I mean, yeah, you can federalize, but like you know, a, little, a, a strong central authority, currency kind of thing. But, All right. Well, and I think the upshot here is that we've basically spent this episode rehashing debates about how to have a just but stable political order that have gone on for thousands of years in our world without anyone ever coming up with a good lasting answer so i'm pretty sure i expect that to continue to be (laughs) a messy intractable challenge here and in a galaxy far far away i have an answer no there's a great segue out (laughs) first galactic empire yeah wouldn't be the first anymore shut up (laughs) second or third galactic empire why is it even the first order should be like the second 
Well, it's, it's, it's because there's actually reasons. I guess their first decision, like, you know, like our first thing, our first order of business is to rebuild. It's like, that's why it's called the first order. And they named themselves something different. No, they did. That's the decision Okay, they made. nerd. Anyway. Fucking Disney. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, new Republic gold problems. We're done. Peace out. That was almost dramatic. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Cool. God damn it. <laughs> Where's the Chewbacca growl? Okay. <laughs> 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 like, choked himself. <laughs> Chewbacca with emphysema. <laughs> it's black lung from all the slave mines. It, 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 spice mines are Kessel. Whoa, no, it's it, it, Spice mines are Kessel. Too soon. <laughs> I mean, not really. It's been a while for Chewbacca.